gospel according to St. Luke from the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, and can be found on page 1626 of your pew Bible. Luke records, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance, and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because nothing good comes from any other source. At first glance, there may not seem to be a lot in common between the Old Testament reading and the gospel for today. The Old Testament reading deals with the tragedies that struck a woman named Naomi and how her daughter-in-law Ruth remained faithful, astoundingly faithful to her mother-in-law. And the gospel tells about ten lepers who asked Jesus for healing. And then they received healing. So what could possibly be the common thread woven between these two stories? Well, let me tell you. The Old Testament reading and the gospel for today both deal with outcasts. Outcasts, those are people that don't fit in. They don't fit our expectations. Outcasts are people who make us feel uncomfortable, maybe even frightened. They might be mean, loud, rude, or obnoxious. And they might even smell. Whatever it might be, 
there is something about an outcast that makes us want to forget that they too are one of God's creations and wholly loved by him. It is pretty easy to see that the lepers of the gospel are outcasts. But where is the outcast in the book of Ruth? Well, in his last sermon, before he died, Moses said this. This is Deuteronomy 23. He said, No Ammonite, no Moabite, may enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of them may enter the assembly of the Lord forever, because they did not meet you with bread and with water on the way when you came out of Egypt, and because they hired against you Balaam the son of Beor from Pethor of Mesopotamia to curse you. And today's Old Testament reading tells us that Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with her two sons. And these two sons took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And Ruth was a Moabitess. And according to Moses, Ruth would never, ever be allowed to join the assembly of the Lord. Not only was Ruth from Moab, but Ruth was a lady. She was a woman. And the culture of the Old Testament was, was patriarchal. And we know that in this type of a, of a patriarchal system, men ran things, and women had very few rights. So Ruth really had two strikes against her. She was a foreigner, a Moabitess, and she was a woman. She was a true outcast coming to Jerusalem where she had made the promise, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. The book of Ruth is a wonderful story, as the ladies will recall from our study that just finished Ruth last week. And it's a story about how God provided a redeemer for his outcast. And the love story between Ruth and Boaz wonderfully foreshadows the relationship between Christ and his bride, the church. And Ruth became the great-grandmother of King David and a distant ancestor to Jesus the Christ. Now, as to the outcasts in today's gospel, as I said before, they are very obvious. And perhaps there is no disease that is mentioned in the Bible that is a better metaphor for sin than leprosy. Looking at uh, 
Easton's Bible Dictionary, it describes the disease this way. Hold on to your seats. This disease begins with specks on the eyelids and on the palms, gradually spreading over the body, bleaching the hair white wherever they appear, crusting the affected parts with white scales, causing terrible sores and swellings. From the skin, the disease eats inward to the bones, rotting the whole body piecemeal. And even today, with our modern technology, the word leper still strikes a note of fear. The lepers in our gospel were literally dead men walking. It was almost as if the decay of death set in before the body was actually dead. And lepers were outcasts because of their medical condition. Now lepers were also legal outcasts. The law, the law of Moses said, the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair on his head hang loose. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. And he shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone, and his dwelling shall be outside the camp. And this is the reason that the lepers stood at a distance. Because by law, they were not allowed to get near to anyone. Now, toward the end of today's gospel, we learned that one of the leopards, one of the lepers, was even more of an outcast than the others. Where Luke records that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Samaritans, as you may know, were below the bottom rung of the social ladder among the Jews. Many years before Jesus walked on this earth, the Assyrians defeated the tribes of northern Israel. They exiled the Israelites, and they brought pagans in to take their place. And the Samaritans were the descendants of unions between these pagans and the few Israelites who managed to stay in the land after the rest were exiled. And these people represented people who did not keep themselves pure. All the outcasts who lived in the first century, out of all of those, the Samaritans were at the bottom of the social list. Now, both Ruth and the Samaritan, well, the Samaritan leper, had 
a third strike against them. They were sinners, both of them. And in this respect, they are just like us and all other people in this world. We are all, every one of us, outcasts from the Garden of Eden. Now there's a problem that exists when everyone is an outcast. Because we are fallen people who live in a fallen world, there is no way for us to even know that we have fallen. There's no way for us to know that we're outcasts because everybody's just like us. Sinners. And since the fallen world is all that we have ever known, we believe that we live in a perfectly healthy and normal world. There is nothing to indicate that anything is wrong. And it's not until the Holy Spirit shows us God's law that we realize that we are outcasts. When the Holy Spirit shows us our reflection in the mirror of God's law, we see that we have a very serious terminal disease. And even while we live physically, our spirits are rotten with sin. And just as a leper is a dead man walking, so the sinner is a damned man walking. And when the Holy Spirit opens our eyes and shows us the truth of God's law, we see that we are outcasts, sinners, spiritual lepers. And as spiritual lepers, we cannot enter the city of God. And so, we are doomed to spend our eternity in hell. Now, after the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to the law, we begin to feel the guilt that we so completely earned. And he opens our eyes and shows us the truth, the truth of the gospel. And when Jesus healed those ten lepers physically, he was making his way to Jerusalem to take their spiritual leprosy to the cross. And not just their spiritual leprosy, but from the time that he shed blood in his birth to the time his blood was poured out at his death, he, Jesus, carried the spiritual leprosy of the entire world. In Jerusalem, he would offer himself and he would become the cure for this disease by sacrificing himself on the cross. It is his resurrection from the dead that offers this cure to the world. And the story of the Samaritan leper actually has three miracles within it, three of them. First, there is the obvious healing miracle. Jesus healed 
their leprosy. Second, there is the miracle of breaking down the barrier between Jew and Samaritan. Jesus knew this man was a foreigner, but he healed him anyway. And then finally, there is the miracle of conversion. The healed Samaritan worshipped Jesus with thanksgiving. God opened the kingdom of heaven to this double outcast, this Samaritan leper. He welcomed him into his city. Now, most of us have heard this story many, many times in our lives, but have we ever thought about the outcasts in our lives? Let me share a more modern story that another pastor shared to his congregation. It's a contemporary happenstance with a similar theme, and perhaps you can relate. The pastor writes this, that during my teen years, we lived next door to a very interesting family. I never saw the father of this family without a can of beer in his hand. And mostly, he came outside to yell at his kids. Now, the son was also very interesting. He was an explosives expert. He mixed his own explosives from chemicals that he had in his basement, and he set them off in the backyard. And one time, he let me ride his motorcycle around the block. Oh, and he bragged. He bragged about the deal that he got on the motorcycle. And it was later that I realized that the reason that he got the bike so cheaply was that the person who sold it to him didn't legally own it. Now, many of us would be ready to label these people as outcasts, but God didn't do that. The pastor continues, many years later, after my parents had retired, they attended a Bible camp near their home. And imagine my parents' surprise when they met a few members of that, that outcast family. They, that outcast family, are now members of a Lutheran congregation. And we didn't know it way back then, but they had been watching us. They watched and heard my father as he gathered us together for evening devotions after supper. They heard us sing, sing hymns. And the Holy Spirit used that experience in their lives to bring them into his church. And now they gather together with their children and they sing hymns with them. Now, I don't think that my father was making any special effort to evangelize that family. He was just doing 
what the head of the house is supposed to do. That is, teach the faith to his household. And we had no idea that the Holy Spirit would use us in this way. So, who are the outcasts? Who are the outcasts in your life? Who are the people who make your life challenging? Who might be watching the love of God at work in your life? When Jesus, when Jesus healed the Samaritan leper, he not only opened the gospel to the Samaritans, but he opened the gospel to all people, including those who live in Southern California. And as God heals the leprosy of our sin, his love will fill us and overflow from us so that the lepers around us will learn about the Savior who healed us. And as people who were spiritual lepers, let us celebrate the love of God who healed us and share this good news with others. Let us recognize his goodness and give thanks for his compassion and praise his holy name because we can join with the Samaritan leper and praise God with a loud voice. In the name of Jesus, amen.